dropping the hammer. No, you're not. Hey there, I'm Dale McFadden, and welcome to a new episode of Dropping the Hammer with Dale McFadden. Uh, on this week's episode, for the second time appearing on Dropping the Hammer, is NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Josh Berry. Why is it the second time he's showing up on the show? Uh, well, he now has four Xfinity Series wins. The latest coming at Charlotte Motor Speedway, where he gave Junior Motorsports its first ever Xfinity win at its home track. And he did it in dominating fashion, leading a race I over 80 laps and winning by 18 seconds over Ty Gibbs. So I figured it was a good time to get back in touch with the Tennessee native and late model star. And on this episode, uh, we, we cover quite a bit. We talk about how he's not quite comfortable being labeled a NASCAR driver, despite uh, having four wins. He still considers, considers himself a racer first. Uh, we talk about that ad you might have seen uh, last month of him uh, posing for a Harrison's ad where it says hot boot, uh, which is a play on an old Dell Earnhardt senior ad uh, called that was labeled hot foot from 1986. Uh, we talk about the tracks that, that have surprised him when it comes to where he's been good at and uh, what he's still working on, especially in the realm of road course racing, which the Xfinity series will be doing this weekend out in Portland. So it was a really fun conversation. I was glad to be able to talk to Josh again. So here is my interview with Junior Motorsports' Josh Berry. Cool. Yes. So how, how how much are you getting to do the late model stuff this year, given your your given your full time job now? Yeah. Not very much. Um, I've raced myself twice and. Uh, been able to go with those guys a couple times here and there when they're testing and but uh, really been super busy um, obviously these next couple off weekends open up my schedule just a little bit to be able to to spend some time with those guys and 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 go race it next weekend at Hickory so um, yeah it's just uh, it's, it's definitely been a little different you know obviously the Xfinity series is um, you know, a huge commitment yeah. and I've been doing a lot of, a lot of things with our, our Chevrolet program with Josh Wise, been doing a lot of stuff there and just, uh, just been different for sure. Well, that, that, that was going to be one of my questions was like, okay, you, you did the, you know, the half schedule last year. Um, so how different is your week to week life right now compared to like the same point last year? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I mean, really the main difference is that last year I was still an employee of our late model team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, wasn't able to maybe utilize um, some of the programs that we have in place uh, quite as much just because I still had, um, you know, a full-time job. Technically, obviously I wasn't there full-time, but <laughs> you know, it was, uh, it was important for me to still be a part of that program last year. Um, because, you know, really the, for one, it was my job. And for two, I raced that car a good bit the second half of the season after, uh, you know, after my Xfinity stint in the eight was over. So, um, you know, it was, uh, so, so now it's just a lot different, just, you know, solely focused on the Xfinity car. And, and I think that's, you know, that's, that's helped a little bit. I've still been just as busy, but you know, it's definitely helped a little bit. All right. So 
how late did you stay up partying Saturday night? Not too late Saturday night. We uh, stopped me and the team. We stopped at a place and got got some food and and a few beers, but uh, nothing 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 too crazy, honestly. What's your go-to beer? Any any cold beer? Any kind? <laughs> not not particular at all when it comes to beer. I'm right there with you. I I, I I'm just out to have a good time when it comes to to the beer. So. Yeah, I'm not I'm not particular. I think. We were, we got a couple buckets and uh, I don't know they had a few different kinds in there. I'm sure I've had one of each. All right. So okay, you know, you now have four Xfinity wins. Uh, I'm curious, w- which one of them are you like most proud of at this point? Because they they all except for maybe Dover, they kind of all have like a dis- distinct like story behind it. Like Martins was your first, and it's yeah. at a track where you have history yet. And then you go uh, Las Vegas late in the year, and that's in a relief someone else's car someone else's crew chief you just you go out and win and then you got saturday and you get uh junior motorsports first xfinity win at its home track so out of, out of your four wins for you which is the most important so far man i mean they're all really important and they're all really special you know for you know each of the reasons really that you covered there i think um you know last year i think uh, you know, obviously the Martinsville one is probably the most um, special in that it was really just super personal and, and really just life changing for me. Um, each one after that is just kind of re-solidified my place. I feel like mm-hmm. in the Finney series, especially this year, I think, you know, Vegas last year was super unexpected. I think a lot of people, I think it was kind of so unexpected. People didn't even really think much about it. And <laughs> And, uh, you know, the focus at that time is so much on the playoffs and, and everything going on there that, it, that it's just a different time of the season. And then, you know, this year, Dover and, and Charlotte both were, um, you know, super special for me uh, for, you know, a number of reasons, obviously, locking ourselves into the playoffs. And, and you know, I think really now, probably after Charlotte establishing us as, as somebody that's, that's going to be in a, in a great position when the playoffs start and, um, you know, really, uh, establishing myself as a, as a, you know, playoff and championship contender there, I feel like. So that's really cool. Um, you know, Dover, we had tire pros on the car. They've been super mm-hmm. supportive of me, uh, last year. And then, and then, uh, as well at Charlotte, we had Harrison's USA on board the car, which those were really, the two cornerstone partners of, of my Xfinity deal that really helped make it happen. I know from mm-hmm. the outside looking in, you know, it looked like it was so, so simple that I would be a full-time contender, but it really, you know, tire pros and Harrison's both made a huge commitment to me in helping work together and make this a reality. So to put to, so to already have put both of them in victory lane is, uh, is really super special. What's funny um, over the weekend, I was visiting a friend from college and he he i stayed with him and he his house is right down the street from uh a tire pro shop in little rock arkansas and so i i tweeted all right i'm staying down the street from a tire pro shop i'm taking josh berry to win today and you went out and spanked the field <laughs> so, yeah <that's> funny. <laughs> so, so I, I, in the back of my mind it's like i i need him to win so i don't look like a fool with my my tweets <laughs> so. there you go it worked out so so with the Xfinity now being your full-time job, I'm wonder, wondering, do, do you, Josh Berry, do you think of yourself as a NASCAR driver? Is that like the thing you identify as like, I'm Josh Berry, NASCAR driver, or, or are you like 
you know, in the back of your head. I'm just a late model driver still. <laughs> oh, man, I, I don't know. I just, I've always looked at myself as, you know, there's, there, I feel like this is a tough question to answer, but I guess mm -hmm. I'll answer it the best I can. You know, I feel like there's different types of people in, uh, in this sport and, and, and they all have their place, right? Like you look at some guys are, are drivers and, and some people are just kind of a racer. And I, I feel like I just kind of fall in that racer category. You know, I've drove a lot of different things, accomplished a lot of things, been super hands-on and involved in my racing over the year and, and just have loved to race and love to build race cars, work on race cars. And so I, you know, I don't know, I don't, I've never really looked at myself as a driver because I feel like I'm more than that. You know, I feel like I can bring more to the table than just the, just driving the car. I feel like, um, you know, and even I'm learning this year as now that, you know, we have practice and I kind of have my own team and, and working with those guys week in and week out that we can all bounce ideas off each other and talk, talk through things. And, and it's beneficial. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a hard question to answer. I don't really feel like I necessarily feel like I'm an Xfinity series driver. I don't feel like I'm any different, you mm -hmm. know, um, I think that uh, I've always worked really hard and prepared really hard for my racing, and I'm continuing that now. Um, it's a different different type of t preparation than what I'm used to, but um, you know, I think I'm continuing that. So I, I don't really feel like things have changed much for me, and maybe that's and I haven't let things change much for me, and maybe maybe that's a part of my success. I'm not sure. What what has surprised you the most about being a full time NASCAR driver that maybe you weren't expecting? Um, I think probably just kind of how the grind, I, I guess the, the, the biggest thing is probably just the grind and uh, of the schedule. You know, uh, I'm, I'm used to racing 25, 30 times a year, mm -hmm. but most of them are pretty close, right? You're within driving distance of home. Um, so I think just the, your weeks are shorter because you're traveling for, you're traveling more, um, and need a little bit of, you know, your, your Sunday's a little harder because you're getting home later, especially on like the West coast. So just all the travel and just how it affects you and, um, how busy you stay kind of because of that, I think has been the, you know, biggest eye opener to me. And it, and I can see why these guys, you know, it's whenever they have an off weekend, it, it's hard, <laughs> to, hard to go to go go uh run a race somewhere you know i mean it's nice to be away a little bit so uh, but that's that, that's that's exactly what you're gonna be doing you're gonna go you're gonna go racing next week yeah 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 <laughs> well i'm not i guess i'm not that guy yet i'm still i'm, still, uh, I'm not there yet maybe sure, surely the family is like josh we're, we're gonna go on oh, vacation <laughs> well we got two off weekends so our plan is to uh you know go race next weekend and then uh and then go somewhere after that all right. Um, uh, so of your four wins, which was the biggest confidence builder for you that you're like, I can do this, that that win at Martinsville wasn't just because I'm good at Martinsville. I'm actually good at this. Which one was the thing that like cinched it for you? Um, I think Las Vegas, Las okay. Vegas, for sure, because I think even uh, looking back on you know my time in the eight at the beginning of last year, obviously the Martinsville win was good. We had a we had a couple second places. You know, we had a lot of really good runs in there, but, um, the mile and a half kind of standard intermediate was my biggest struggle. I feel like, um, out of the races that I experienced with the, with that eight group last year. So, 
uh, I think going and getting to kind of just race and, and obviously I'm in a totally different situation. I'm with a totally different team. I'm driving someone else. You know, there's all, all that going on too, that adds, adds another element to it, but, uh, to go win it and show the speed that we did and and win at Vegas kind of proved to me like, Hey, I, you know, I, I can do this. I can, I just need some time. And, um, I think, you know, so checking off, uh, you know, a short track was kind of, I think still there was that part of me that was like, well, yeah, that was Martinsville. That's why I've grown up racing, yeah. racing the last 10 years. So to uh, be able to check off that win on an intermediate track was, was a pretty big confidence booster for me and how everything worked out that, that ended up being uh, the team that I have this year. So it kind of just spearheaded us into uh, oh. the 2022 season. I was gonna, I was going to ask that because you were working with Mike Baumgartner for for that win. Like, so did you feel like you got a head start on what you guys were working on for this year? Yeah, definitely. I think um, you know that that situation was kind of uh, you know it was a discussion point, of sure, uh, with everybody at, at JRM of, of what was going to happen there and uh you know michael's injury and kind of opened the door for me to work with that group and and at the same time sam is working with taylor and that group and and starting to build success success that is continued in this year and and really it just kind of made it all make sense for everybody and uh that went helped but you know i enjoyed working with those guys and i think it definitely helped us you know i think that was a huge confidence booster for them as well going into this year winning that race at vegas all right what track style has been the hardest for you to get accustomed to so far? Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, definitely I would have to say the road courses. I know I've only done one with JRM so far, but it was, it was kind of a mess. Um, <laughs> to put it lightly, you know, I ran two road courses in 2021, one in the truck series for Rackley war and one for Jordan Anderson in the Xfinity series. And those actually went pretty well. Um, Coda did not for us. Um, you know, I don't really have a real great explanation of why I just think, you know, we felt like, yeah, I felt like I made some mistakes and we might've, we missed it a little bit with our car and, and just kind of had a bad day. So I think that's the glaring one that stands out to me going through this summer stretch that we're about to start. Um, you know, I basically have a win, you know, I have a win on a short track, uh, you know, a short intermediate, like Dover, uh, two wins on a mile and a half. Um, I've already had some good runs at, at the super speedways and, you know, the Michigan Fontana style track. I mean, really kind of what I think is left is the road courses. And I think it's, uh, it's been a big part of my preparation, you know, not just this week, but over the, you know, really since last November, um, getting prepared for that style of racing and, um, you know, we have, uh, we have several of those races coming up. So we're, we're kind of using it each one as an opportunity to, uh, just build the notebook and learn, uh, with the end goal being, you know, getting to the Charlotte Roval and the playoffs and being, being at a, you know, performing at a high, higher level where we can hold our, hold ourselves in that, in that playoff round. So one of those road courses is this weekend, you're, you're heading out for, for Portland, which how, how happy are you that basically no one else has ever raced there either? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely not going to be a negative. Um, it's a unique layout. The The layout is actually pretty cool, and it's pretty it's pretty fun. Um, the track is pretty narrow. Um, there's not a whole lot of opportunities for passing, so I'm not really sure how 
how it's going to race. I think it'll probably, it, I have a feeling it's probably going to be a pretty exciting race. Maybe not for all the reasons that we want, but <laughs> um, there's rain in the forecast. Oh, there, oh, there is. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're in the Pacific Northwest. So yeah. it's, uh, I think that's pretty standard up there, but I don't know, man. I just, um, I think it, it's going to be a learning curve for all of us. We actually get a, you know, a 50 minute practice session, which, you know, it is still short. Yeah. But that'll give us some time in between practice and qualifying to sit down and, and look at what's happening and, and adjust. And I think that'll help us too. I know sometimes it feels like um, guys who are like typically good on uh, road courses wind up being like good on short tracks like at martinsville specifically aj almendinger has like always been good there to some degree um do you feel like the 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 opposite can is true in any way things you that you're that you're good at techniques you use on short tracks transfer over to road courses in some form yeah i mean i think it it definitely i feel like a lot of this the they definitely do translate i feel like um it's definitely a it's a different type of racing but i think a lot of this you know basic principles uh seem to translate and at the end of the day a lot of those tracks are you know especially like a place like portland are a bunch of short tracks kind of put together i think okay. that's um you know coda is this huge sweeping formula one circuit right i think that had its sections that kind of raced like a short track but a lot of it was kind of uh, unique in the fact that it's just a different style different style track so um i don't know i think what i lack the most is just experience and probably confidence and just just get knowing that um i can uh, get get the most out of the car and um make it to the end of the race okay so how, how do you and justin algar keep finding each other on the track like are you do you guys like got magnets that attract two jrm cars what's going on yeah, I don't know. I, re I really don't have that explanation. I mean, it's some of its fate, I guess. I think that Justin and I must be really similar drivers um, and our cars must be really similar because a lot of the times, I, and it, even if you look back to some of the races last year, yeah, um, there was a few uh, last year, Dover, you know, Dover, Darlington, Nashville, Michigan, Las Vegas, you know, there were several races that we found each other ra racing each other. And, you know, I, I, I can't really speak to why that is. Um, you know, like I said, I think we our cars must be pretty similar. We must have, uh, you know, be better. You have some of these tracks fit our style more. And, you know, we just find, each find ourselves racing each other. So, so Saturday was weird because I think the consensus, the consensus was that, that was the like best oval race at Charlotte in years. Um, and what's funny is that you won by 18 seconds and people were calling it one of the best races in years. When did you realize how big your lead was? Probably. I mean, it had to be probably with like, uh, I can't remember. I would say probably 15, 16 laps to go. Um, basically after Justin, you know, me and Justin had been battling and I got around Justin when he got into the fence and I got around him. And then yeah. I think I really didn't even know. Um, what happened until I watched the race back, you know, they told, you know, they ended up saying, Hey, the, you know, no pressure, no pressure. And I'm like, what happened? Yeah. And I'm, I asked what happened to Justin and they said that he had, you know, had to pit. So I assumed that he had a flat or some sort of issue. 
And it wasn't a couple laps later, they told me, Hey, your gap's like 16 seconds. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what? you know, like, okay. Uh, so I tried to, you know, uh, just play a little more conservative. Obviously we've been running the fence all day. So you want to maybe leave a little bit of margin for error there, knowing you got a um, huge lead like that and just be a little more patient through the lap traffic and whatnot. And, and we were able to bring it home. What like that duel with, with Josh, or not Josh, sorry, with justice. Um, how how does that how is that different in the cock in the cockpit on that kind of track compared to what you you, you would normally experience on a short track in a late model like it, how different is it for you as a driver yeah i think for me you know, my biggest problem is just the the um, you know the aero side of things right like mm -hmm. um you know the basic racing i think is is something that i've been doing for a long time and you know on a short track you know, you're racing like that, you kind of have the beating and banging, you know, moving some, someone out of the way. Yeah, you know, obviously that's not something that really happens at Charlotte. So no. just in the <laughs> type of situations that you get put in and how you have to, how you have to race differently, knowing that, um, you know, that's a part of it, I think is the hardest part. You know, you can't just dive down to the bottom and make a pass. It has to be a little bit more uh, thought out and planned and you know, it's something that I'm still learning for sure. Um, you know, there's been times this year that I've made some mistakes and, um, but overall I'm learning every week. I feel like, you know, the potential's there. We just got to keep, keep going at it. What track that you've you know, raced on in the last year and a half that you've been good at surprised you the most? Like, okay, I wasn't expecting that. Um, Dover, I would say okay. Dover for sure. Yeah. Um, I was actually super nervous to go to Dover last year, you know, cause I mean, I've watched races there since I was a kid and I mean, the place looks super hard. Um, you know, you've seen, um, really certain people dominate there, right. The Jimmy Johnson's, the Kevin Harvick's, yeah. um, those guys dominate and even Justin and the Xfinity series is super good there. Um, so you, you know, that it's kind of one of those tracks that like, fits a certain driver's, you know, specific mindset. And, uh, you know, I'm not really sure I know why that it fit me, but, um, you know, really from the, from the first time uh, I remember going there last year, we were in the dash for cash and actually kind of scrapped and clawed and put together a little ARCA deal for me to run on that Friday mm -hmm. to see the place before that. Cause I knew how big of an opportunity we had in front of us on Saturday and, uh, ran second in the ARCA race, ended up running second in the Xfinity race and, and really just took to the place. So, you know, sometimes you can't really explain it. So like at the, at the late model level, you, you clearly, clearly you have sponsors, um, to, to some degree. I'm, I'm curious at this level with like, with Harrison's entire pro, just how, how more intricate is the sponsor deal to what you, what you're doing on a week to week basis? Like, like how how much has that grown with what you have to deal with yeah i mean basis? it's um you know it's definitely more of a commitment and we want to make sure that we're doing a doing a great job for our partners because the reality of it is is, is it's it's much more of a financial commitment than what it is to you know yeah. take the model to uh hickory so um you know it's just we want to make sure that they're getting their value and their awareness out of out of what the what they're um from you know from what they're providing us with the sponsorship that they're putting on our race car we want to make sure that we're doing a good job for them outside of the race car and um been been pretty busy at that doing a lot of different things here we have uh you know we've obviously now with the covid protocols changing you know we're doing some more appearances and stuff and and it's made it more fun for sure 
what what have been like the turnouts at those um appearances like how are the, the the amount of fans maybe surprising you with how how many people are turning out to see you yeah i think so i mean we're still you know every one of them has been a little bit different um but you can definitely see that people are more excited and, and kind of getting back you know we had a i know that this isn't you know specific to me but we did a a fan day at GM yeah. last Thursday and a bunch of our partners were there, um, including both, both tire pros and Harrison's. And, um, there was a killer fan turnout for that. One of the, you know, I've been at GM sports for over 10 years and that was probably one of the most significant turnouts. I remember, you know, maybe definitely since, since Dale retired. Yeah. I, sure. I saw a video someone put on Twitter saying this is the line to meet Dale jr. And it yeah. like, went like it looked a mile long it just kept going and yeah, going it was crazy really crazy so that's awesome to see and you know we hopefully we can you know that's the that's what we're trying to accomplish by you know going to uh harrison stores and there's tire pros locations all over the country getting to do that you know trying to drive people in there and, and support their business i believe i believe it was for harrison's like you, it was at least put out on social media where it's like you it's like one hot shoe and you're yeah. like lean back and i think it's a play on a dale arnhart senior ad yeah from back in the day what, what was it like putting putting that together like all right josh make this pose <laughs> yeah it was it was a little different you know i mean i think uh you know trying to pose as anything that that is dale earnhardt has kind of been something that's most definitely out of my comfort zone. Um, even, you know, I think back to our, uh, you know, in the late model car, as well as the Xfinity car, just um, you know, doing the throwback races and stuff. And I'm yeah. always, like, man, I don't want, I don't, you know, I'm not going down the Dale Earnhardt number three route. You know, that's just, I felt like out of place there. So whenever they come up with that idea at first, I was kind of, you know, really, which was the designer and PR department at junior motorsports coming up with kind of recreating that, you know, at first I was kind of, I was kind of apprehensive about it. You know, I was still up for doing it, but after I saw it all, I realized, you know, I really just realized we were just trying to wait, you know, it was like, it was a unique way to uh, draw awareness to Harrison's and their boot collection. And, and, you know, really it was uh, another great move by them to kind of just continue to build that awareness and, and bring them to the forefront of the sport, you know? Well, it's, it's also kind of appropriate because you're, you're a very old school driver. You get this old school path, kind of like Dale senior. And so it's very like simplistic, but also classic marketing. I, th I feel like that really fits the mold that you've kind of like made for yourself at this stage. Yeah, I could see that too. I mean, there's a lot of things probably that I don't realize thinking back, you know, it was definitely really cool um, after I saw it and everything, the reaction that we got was super positive, which is always nice. But um, like I said, I was a little nervous about <laughs> posing, posing <laughs> like a picture of Dale Earnhardt, that's for sure. Is, is that, what is that, is that the, what's the weirdest sponsor commitment you've had to do so far? Like, like that's, that's weird, but okay. Or was that, or was that it? Was that photo shoot? <laughs> no, and I, and I wouldn't even call that, you know, I, I don't think so. And I don't even think I would call that weird or unusual. Mm -hmm. you know, just, like I said, it was just me, you know, that's just how I am. I feel like I'm pretty humble and I'm respectful of the legends of the sport. And I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just like, uh, just, um, you know, if Dale Earnhardt Jr. wants to do a pose like that, then that's one thing, <laughs> but 
you know, for, for me to do it, I was kind of like, man, what are they going to say? You know, I was just kind of uh, thinking like, man, what are they going to say about me doing that? But it was, it was thankfully, I mean, this sport is results driven, right? This is coming mm-hmm. off a win and, you know, it's not something we just did to do it. You know, it was coming off a win and, and that makes it a little easier to do things like that as well. So you, you did you do that after you did that after the Dover, the Dover win? Yeah, that was after the Dover win. Okay. Yeah. Was, okay. Uh, Monday after that. Yeah. All right. So after, after you get past Portland, what's the next track that you're looking forward to getting to show off what you guys might be able to do? Yeah. Um, Nashville, obviously, uh, we had a really good car there at Nashville last year. Um, I think we ended up fourth, but we had a kind of, a some bum luck at the end with a, with a ca- timing of a caution and really stood up. That was another race where I feel like we stood a chance of winning. Um, it would have been, been tough for sure, but, um, you know, so that one, and that's a home track for me. I'm from Tennessee, the middle Tennessee area. Yeah. I grew up an hour from the national super speedway and went there and watched bush races and truck races when I was a kid. So it's exciting to go back there and, and race there for sure. And have some additional friends and family there. Um, you know, after that, I think, um, you know, the kind of big intermediates, Pocono, Michigan, they were really good tracks for me last year. Um, those are coming up pretty soon. And yeah, you, you were just like, like a couple laps from winning Michigan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to, to go back to those places and see what we can do. Obviously you're, it's, a, you want to be able to recreate the speed that we had last year mm-hmm. and you know, with the, the, how the company's been performing week in and week out, I think we're all excited to get to any track at this point. So uh, <laughs> we'll see how this weekend goes and, and, you know, get the best finish we can, but I know there's a lot of good tracks coming up for us. All right. I guess for like one of my last questions, like, so it's, it's, it's June 1st, so we're, we're not quite even to the halfway point of the year, but have there been like any discussions yet about what you could be doing beyond this year yet? Man, um, you know, yes and no. I don't think that, you know, there's really uh, been a whole lot, you know, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I haven't had a whole lot of interest outside of, of what I'm doing now. Okay. Um, you know, people reach out to me. So um, if that's for whatever reason that is, you know, is what it is. But I think for Gina Motorsports side of it, I think we want to continue this and and our partners are, are really happy, obviously, the last couple of weeks and putting them in victory lane has been good for that. And I think, uh, you know, I feel pretty good about being able to continue this and, and, and just really continue what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, I love junior motorsports. They've been like a family to me. And I think that, um, you know, I would love to race there for a long time. All right. And I had, I put, I asked, I asked Twitter if they had any questions for you. You, you like that tweet. So I got, I have a couple, uh, this is from John Delaney. How often does, how often do you pinch yourself and wonder if this is real? Has it to be surreal? It has to be surreal to strap into an Xfinity car each week after grinding away so long. Yeah, it's definitely different. I don't, I don't know if I feel like I um, pinch myself necessarily, but I just remember how different it was my first few opportunities and just how I just remember just, you know, just getting in the car and just your nerves. Cause you know, when you're running one or you know, throughout my starts, I had one or two races a yeah. year and just remembering how different and new, you know, the seat feels different, the pedals feel different, you know, everything when you sit in the car is just so new. And then you add all the racing in, of course, and pit road and dealing with a team. And it's just, I think the biggest thing to me, it's just amazing how, 
how far I've come, just feeling comfortable behind the wheel of an Xfinity car and going to places like Charlotte and Texas and these big tracks that we go to. And, um, you know, I'm just, like I said, I've just been really fortunate to, you know, really been on a great run the last couple of years. So I'm just very thankful for that. All right. Last question from Greg Wilson. Uh, he watched, he watched you race and win at Hampton heat at Langley last year. Is that race on your schedule again this year? Um, you know, that was, uh, that was one of the races we were able to work out last year and go do, which was super, that was a super awesome, um, experience for us to go to Langley and do that. But now I think, I, I don't remember where we were, we, I have an Xfinity race that weekend, long story short, I don't remember where it is, but, okay. um, uh, that was one we had looked when we were kind of going through, uh, you know, different opportunities to take the late model car race. And that was one that, that, uh, we had looked at, but it didn't work out and, like I said, we got these couple off weekends coming up. And then really after that, we're on a pretty, pretty uh, solid run and, and really need to focus on getting, you know, getting ready for the playoffs. So going to race next weekend. And I'm not sure after that, probably at, at the end of the year, we'll go hit a couple of them, but we'll see. All right. So you got Hickory. So where, where else are you committed to, to racing so far this year? I think so. I would say we're there's the Thanksgiving classic at, at Southern national motorsports park. They've, they've announced a race in November. It's right after Thanksgiving. That's actually going to pay, I think $50,000 to win, which is a super high paying late model race. So I think that's obviously one that us and a lot of people have kind of put on our schedule. Um, and really outside of that, that's really kind of all I have planned. I, I feel pretty confident about going to the snowball derby in December. Okay. um working on working on finalizing that too but um you know other than that uh we'll be still racing that Xfinity car you said so if that that 50,000 if that's big for that kind of race I mean imagine the Xfinity purses that you you win have to be at least a little bit substantially more has that been a, an adjustment for you like oh that that's a that's a bigger paycheck than usual <laughs> well yeah at times but um you know that all, that all goes to, that goes all to junior motorsports and then they decide how much to give me. So, uh, no, it's been, uh, yeah, like I said, I've been super fortunate, man. I can't, I can't complain about anything. I love what I'm doing. I really love what I'm doing. Uh, what I've been doing the last 10 years. I, I really can't, can't say that sometimes people come to me and they're like, Oh man, you, you were on such a grind and how did you keep doing what you're doing and all this stuff. And I was like, well, I mean, it, it's easy. I mean, I, I love racing, the late model car I still love it I love that whole group and, and everything we were able to accomplish with so much fun and getting to work on race cars every week I was super fortunate doing what I was doing I know that at, you know at times you you carry you know frustration of thinking that you you deserve or, or can perform at a higher level but it doesn't work out for everyone and you know I'm not going to say that I was at peace with that but I was comfortable thinking that uh um I would, I would be a career short tracker. So, uh, um, you know, my life dramatically changed pretty quick, but, um, you know, I'm thankful for that. And, you know, I, I think about, this is a quote that I remember from last year from Daniel Hemrick after he won the championship. And I was so impressed that it just, he, it's like he pre-rehearsed it or something after he won that race. <laughs> he said, you know, that he was asked about his journey to get there. And he said, I would do it all over again for a night like this. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's how I feel after, you know, after Saturday afternoon, right. I would do, I would do everything over again for, for an afternoon like Saturday and getting to take that car to victory lane. So it's been really special. Okay. Okay. This is my last question. Um, so you got, you're having to fly to, to Washington tomorrow. What does Josh Berry do? 
on a very very long flight like you're about to have tomorrow yeah i mean um just download some stuff on netflix and and watch it is really about it um i can't i don't i have trouble sleeping on the planes i don't really yeah i'm not i can never get comfortable and sleep maybe if it's super late at night you know i can sleep for a little while but um, we'll be traveling. We leave at uh, eight o'clock in the morning tomorrow. So, I mean, that'll be basically right when I, you know, I'll get up and go straight there. So it'll be hard to sleep for much of it. So I'll just have to download some stuff tonight and uh, enough stuff to um, survive a flight to Portland. So it'll be seven or eight hours probably. What, what, what are you, what are you watching on Netflix right now? Like what, what's on your queue? Um, man, um, I've been running through a lot of stuff flying lately, I feel like, but, uh, you know, all the racing stuff I've already hit and, um, probably I need to go for like some, something with some more length to it. I, I need to finish watching the last season of Ozark. So that's one thing I probably going to look at and I'm sure I'll get on there and find something else too. You should watch uh, Russian doll. Russian doll. I'll look it up. It's a, it's a, it's it has two seasons. And it's basically the first season is about uh, a woman who keeps re- replaying her uh, 37th birthday over and over again. She gets stuck in this time loop and she has to like figure out how to get out of it. It's a comedy. It's hilarious. <laughs> you should try that Russian doll. Sounds good. All right. All right, Josh. Th- thanks for t- taking time out of your day. I appreciate it. Ha- have fun tomorrow on your flight. And I yeah. hope you're, you're able to figure out Portland. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'll see you around. All right. Take care.